Hello, and welcome to the Short Story Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wolfrey. We have a wonderful story for you to listen to. But first, the reason why we're doing this podcast is because lots of folks who are writing short stories and have no way to get them out there. Well, we've got a way to do that with this podcast. One of my interests are for short stories, and I want to help writers, any writer who wants or needs recognition for their works, and also a chance to have their stories published out into the world for thousands or potentially millions of listeners, including book publishers and agents and the like. This podcast is free for anyone to listen to, but donations are needed to keep us afloat. Uh, Let's see here. Okay, we've got it, and here we go. This is a wonderful story written by Carrie Dyke and narrated by Ben Wolfrey. Once upon a time, there was a little girl. Her name was Raina and she lived on a farm. Her family was made up of a dad, a mom, six brothers, eleven cows, and Bessie died last fall, two dogs, and three cats. This day started off quite ordinary. Her brothers were milking the cows. Raina took her little bucket and walked carefully down the first stall. Annabelle the biggest cow, looked at her with her big solemn eyes. Randy, who was leaning against the cow's side with his hands working her teats, looked over at her with his sleepy eyes. Go ask one of the other boys today, he said. But they don't give me enough. My kittens are thirsty. Randy sighed and said, Hold your bucket closer. So she obeyed and Filled that bucket up almost all the way to the top. My kittens will say thank you, Randy. He mumbled something. She held that bucket with both hands and walked to the corner of the barn. Taffy and Shaggy and Ruffles came to her right away, and she petted them while they drank their milk. They were done milking all the cows, and everyone went inside for breakfast. Mama asked the same question every morning. What are you kids doing today? Randy said that he and Ray were going to work on the treehouse and Ricardo was going to draw pictures of all the birds he could find. Rowan and Rudy and Ryan, they were going to go fishing. And Raina, she wasn't sure. Do you want to come grocery shopping with me today, said Mama. Raina shook her head. Uh, Maybe I'll go fishing, too, Rudy protested. You always splash around and scare those fish away. No need for loud voices at the breakfast table. Daddy didn't like arguments. I noticed a weak spot in the fence this morning, so the cows have to stay inside today. I'm going to walk the fence and see how much lumber I need to get and we'll need all hands on deck for repairs tomorrow. Well, later that morning, Raina found herself walking down a deer path through the woods. She could hear the creek off to her left. She followed the path 
until the trees opened up to a meadow. She could see the creek now, bubbling happy into the pond. Little ripples made the reflected sky look so magical, and it made her smile. There were a lot of sweet williams blooming at the tree line. She picked up a handful and brought them right down to the pond's edge. She picked off one individual flower and put it gently into the water and watched them dance on the ripples. Further away down the pond was smooth as glass, so smooth that she could see the boys across there, sitting on the bank with their lines in the water. And she watched Rowan get up and hand his pole to Ryan. Rowan made his way to the big apple tree that grew close to the pond. He jumped for the lowest branch and caught it on his first try. Raina watched as he pulled himself up and wiggled along the big branch that hung over the water. He motioned for Ryan to hand him his fishing pole back. Ryan held on to the tree trunk and leaned out with the pole. Ryan bent from his branch and reached. He grabbed the pole, lost his balance, and pulled Ryan right into the pond with him. They made a wonderful splash. Their big ripples came all the way across the pond and fought with the little ripples in the creek. Raina giggled as they climbed out, dripping wet and shivering, and Rudy groaned, for sure not catching any fish now, he said. Well, all four made their way back to the house. Rudy cleaned up his poles while Raina ran inside to get dry clothes for him. She came back and threw them into the barn, where Rowan and Ryan were changing. What do we do with this wet stuff? Rowan wrung out his T-shirt. Mama wouldn't want it in the house. Ryan shook his head like a dog. Hey, we can hang them up in Bessie's stall. But it's so humid, Rowan said. Well, what if we turned on that little heater? Just until our clothes dry, of course. Well, this course of action was adopted and the extension cord was run to Betsy's stall. Now the boys had left to see how the treehouse was coming along and Raina climbed up to the loft to find her cats. She dug a little nest in the hay and waited. Soon Taffy and Shaggy were purring happily as she scratched around their ears. Ruffles curled up beside her and fell asleep. A strange sound came from down below. Raina frowned and stood up sending the two cats away. She walked to the ladder and said, Boys, are you down there? She caught a whiff of the air, and it smelled like winter wood smoke. You know, like the wood stove or something. Well, the cats followed Raina, and she climbed down the ladder into the haze of smoke. Annabelle and Clara were shifting nervously on either side of the empty stall, Raina could see the flickers of fires licking up the straw around the heater. She unplugged the extension cord, then ran for her little bucket and filled it up with water. She sloshed it over to the heater and tossed it on, but the fire was spreading real fast through the hay. She dropped the bucket and ran for the big door and threw her weight against it, and she pushed it all the way open. Then she grabbed the morning ringing bell and rang it twice, the same way Randy always did when they were finished milking. 
The cows stirred up and started backing away from their stalls, but the fire had reached the wall and was racing up it. Dogs barking caught her attention as Guardian and Lassie dashed past her into the barn. They pushed the cows, nipping at their legs, trying to get the cows to run off. Raina watched in relief as the cows exited the barn one by one until Elizabeth was out of the barn and the barn was empty. The whole ceiling was on fire now. Raina sent the dogs and thereby the cows to the other end of the pasture. Then Mama had gotten back from grocery shopping and she got scolded for standing so close to the barn. It was all burning up now. The boys came running and Daddy came from the field and everyone wanted to know what happened, but Raina was too busy coughing. The barn, it turned into a pile of ashes. Well, evening came and Daddy and the boys, they set up a makeshift fence to keep the cows from getting too close to the scene of the fire. They did the milking into extra pails from the garage. Raina got a container for Mama to give milk to her cats. But only Taffy and Shaggy came running. Raina suddenly remembered Ruffles, curled up in the hayloft. She burst into tears, ran into the kitchen. Mama let her cry a little until, until the boys were all washed up. Then she dried Raina's tears and led her to the table. And they prayed. I, I don't want to eat, said Raina. I want you to eat something a little bit at least, Mama said. Do you want to tell us what happened first? Well, she told the whole story, but broke down when she got to the end where the poor Ruffles was. Daddy looked over at her seriously before getting out of his chair. Raina, said Daddy, I want you to switch spots with me. She halted mid-sniff. What, Daddy? Well, this spot is for the protector of the family. And you did a lot of protecting today. Your quick thinking saved all those cows and two cats. But Ruffles, she said, he pulled back her chair and gave her a big hug. You did everything you could, and I'm so proud of you. Now, go sit in my chair. She felt very small in Daddy's chair. The boys all looked like they wished they had been at the fire. Raina wished that they could have been there, too. Maybe they could have saved Ruffles. But Daddy was so proud of her. She wiped her nose and sat up a little straighter in the chair. Maybe she could eat a little supper after all. Thank you for listening to this story written by Carrie Dyke.
and narrated by Ben Wolfrey. Good night.